Thank you, Brother Samson. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night? Amen. I believe God's going to move in this house in a mighty way. I believe somebody can leave here tonight with a blessing, with a miracle. Be a good night for somebody to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Somebody can leave here with a change that you didn't even know was possible. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We're looking forward to what God's going to do in this service tonight. Worship the Lord with one wife as she sings.
let's give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise tonight. Come on, if you need the Lord to bring you through, give him praise. And if you know he can bring you through, oh, come on, has anybody got a testimony tonight that the Lord will see you through? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, I feel the presence of the Lord so real in this house tonight. And I want to give honor tonight to your good pastor and pastor's wife, Brother and Sister Samson. Aren't you thankful for their leadership? Praise God. Amen. beautiful sanctuary that God has blessed this great church with. Amen. We rejoice with you and what the Lord has done. Amen. And thanking God that the best days are not behind. Oh, come on. But the best is yet to come. And the devil's still a liar. Come on, has anybody got that lying devil under your feet tonight? Does anybody know he's a liar and the truth's not in him? God's going to have the final say-so. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful edifice here tonight. And uh, we are just so thankful to be with you. And we give good leadership of this church all the honor. And uh, we appreciate their friendship over the years. Amen. Brother and Sister Samson are the kind of folks that they're just the same everywhere you see them. Amen. I don't like folks that I've got to try to guess what face they're wearing. Amen. I thank God for people just the same everywhere. Amen. 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 I love and appreciate your good pastor and his wife, their family tonight. And uh, we are just glad to be here. Uh, We attended a funeral uh, last night at our home church down in Little Rock. And uh, Sister Hattie Bird passed away, and so we journeyed down there. So we uh, drove a little piece to get back this way to be with you guys tonight on our way back home. And uh, we're just glad to be here, and uh, we thank God for a safe journey. And we trust that somehow or another we can be a blessing here tonight. And uh, I want to turn your attention to the book of 1 Kings chapter number 17. 1 Kings chapter number 17 tonight. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter number 17. And we'll begin reading at verse number 8 tonight. Amen. Well, I just, I can't get over how pretty this building is. Amen. I, I got in here. Uh, prayer meeting was going on, so I hadn't got the grand tour yet, but my goodness, this is so pretty. Amen, amen, amen. First Kings chapter number 17 and verse number 8. If you have it, say amen. And the word of the Lord came unto him, speaking of Elijah, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman 
there to sustain thee. Amen. Let's put our Bibles down tonight. And if it's appropriate, why don't you make a connection of faith right now? Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, could we lift up our voices right now? I'm gonna give you my thought here in just a moment, but I want us to pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us tonight. I feel like God wants to lift somebody in this place. I feel like God wants to minister to a need in this house tonight. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this place tonight. My, 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 my. Come on, let's lift up our voice. Let's lift up our voice. Amen. I'm not going to preach long tonight, but I want to obey the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's reach out. Come on, let's reach out. Sister, pray with that sister. Brother, pray with that brother. Husband, pray with that wife. Wife, pray with that husband. Oh, God, give strength tonight, Lord. Send the anointing of the Holy Ghost to minister. Lord God, lift somebody tonight whose head was hanging down when they walked in. Lord, lift somebody up tonight who feels all alone in the midst of the battle. Lord God, I pray, let there be strength given tonight. Oh, come on, let's push for just a second. Come on, let's push for just a second. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, somebody's gonna leave here with strength tonight. Somebody's gonna leave here with some help tonight. Woo! Come on, I feel it right now. Somebody's gonna leave here with their head looking up, with their hope renewed. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, come on, why don't we just begin to worship God for a second? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. Amen, you can be seated tonight. The word of God is still fresh and is still powerful tonight. Amen, Hebrews said it this way, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It does not matter what you're facing tonight. The word of God is still relevant no matter where you find yourself. Amen. The Bible was written by many different men under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, but there was only one author. Amen. Some of those people were, were wealthy men, royalty, some of them. Others of them were very common people, but the Spirit of God breathed through them and they wrote uh, the Word of God uh, that we still are blessed by here tonight. Uh, amen. And it doesn't matter that it was written over thousands of years. Uh, in this modern age that we live in, the Word of God will still speak to you. Uh, amen. It don't matter what you're facing uh, in your life, in your family. Uh, the Word of God uh, will speak to you uh, and will Lift you up tonight. There's just something about 
the word of God that has a way of speaking to us right where we are living. Right where we are currently finding ourselves. There's sometimes that we find ourselves in circumstances that we feel powerless to do anything about. Oh, help us tonight, Holy Ghost. I'm going to talk to us here just a little bit. Sometimes we find ourselves in moments where we do not feel like there's anything we can do about what we're going through. Corten Boone made this statement. She said, when we're powerless to do a thing, it's a great joy that we can come and step inside the ability of Jesus. I want to tell us here tonight, we should never be afraid to trust the unknown to a known God. Oh, we were singing about who Jesus is a little while ago. But sometimes in our troubles, in our trials, uh, things get cloudy, things get dark. uh, And it don't seem like we can see the Lord like we need to see the Lord. Uh, But I just want to remind this apostolic church tonight, uh, don't be afraid to trust your unknowns uh, to the known God tonight. Uh, The God that can see you through. uh, The God that can bring you out. Amen. You might feel powerless, but Jesus is not powerless tonight. Jesus is not powerless. He's still got all power. Oh, come on, give the Lord praise for that right now. Woo! Amen. There's a lot of, lot of sayings that have been developed through the years. And uh, living here in southwest Missouri, I, you know, I grew up in Mississippi, so uh, we had a lot of sayings down there. But y'all got some sayings up here too. Um, but one of the sayings that, that I had not heard in some time and it just kind of dropped back into my mind was scraping the bottom of the barrel. Anybody ever said that? Scraping the bottom of the barrel. How many has ever been there before? <laughs> How many is there tonight? Hallelujah. Oh, God. Amen. Well, the Lord's sending you a word tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord's sending you a word tonight. Amen. There's just something about bottom of the barrel experiences tonight. They're not fun, are they? They're not pleasant. They're not things that we, uh, that we look forward to. But I will tell you tonight that in living for God, that there are seasons that we come into where we scrape the bottom of the barrel. There are times that, that the Lord will lead us into places that sometimes it seems dry. You know, the Bible said that the Lord himself was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. Amen. The Spirit will lead you places sometimes that that seem a little dry and a little difficult and unpleasant. And the prophet Elijah that I read to you about here this evening, amen, he was in the midst of a circumstance that he had just obeyed the Lord. He had walked into the palace of Ahab and Jezebel and he had told them, it's not going to rain until I say so. Thank the Lord we've had some rain around 
this part of Missouri. Uh, thank the Lord. It, it don't take very long with the kind of weather that we've been having for it to dry out, though. But can you imagine have, having about three and a half years of this kind of heat and then no rain and no dew on top of it? It get real dire real quick. And Elijah had, had pronounced this over the land and, and, and Ahab and Jezebel didn't like it very much. But it was because of what they were doing that it was taking place and it was a judgment of God. We understand that. But Elijah found himself down by a brook called Cherith. God had placed him there. And while he was down by the brook Cherith, this babbling brook was providing him with enough water to sustain him. And God sent the ravens by, Brother Samson, to drop off some food. Praise God. I don't know if it was morsels of meat or morsels of bread. Bible don't really describe what it was they was dropping off. But I do find it interesting, Elder, that, that God used an unclean bird to drop it off. And I, I just want to tell you that sometimes you can get in some dry spots where all you got's a little babbling brook, but sometimes God will send a sinner by to be a blessing to you. Hey, that brother back there in that blue shirt to testify tonight about, about that blessing that God opened up for him. Hey, God will use sinner folks to be a blessing to a man that's going to be faithful to pay his tithes and offerings. God... God will remember people that are faithful and he'll take care of them. And sometimes God will use unclean people to be a blessing to you. Praise God. Amen. And so here was Elijah. He was partaking of this brook and he was partaking of this meat, bread, whatever it was that these ravens were dropping off. And... Uh, he was being taken care of. And it was a season that he was in. Prophet Elijah had camped out by this place, but while God had put him there, God also understood that that cannot be permanent. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes folks are afraid of change, but sometimes God's got something better in mind. That, that, that we can't really see at the moment. I mean, Lord, I got a brook that's babbling and I got these birds dropping food off. Why would you ever shut that off from me? But sometimes God will stir the nest up to get you where he wants you to be. And sometimes God will let a brook dry up and God will take the raven and shut him down so he can put you in a better position. Oh, I just won't try to help somebody here tonight. Amen. Elijah may not have understood everything about what God was doing, but one morning he woke up and the brook had dried up. One morning he woke up and the raven stopped bringing the food by. Maybe, maybe in Elijah's mind, he might have thought, oh Lord, what in the world are you doing? I mean, I was being took care of in this position, but God never shuts one door that he don't open another door. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You know what? I'm standing in here tonight for this Lighthouse Church. Amen. This is a new door that God's opened up for this local assembly. 
Amen. I, I just feel that in the Holy Ghost right now. It's a new door that God's opened up and there's greater things in store, Sister Samson. There's greater blessings in store. There's greater revival in store. It started with vision a long time ago, but God's not finished yet, Elder. God's not done yet. God's got great things in store. Come on, let's love the Lord for just a minute. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So the brook dried up. Ravens, I gotta hurry. That ravens quit, quit bringing the meat by. And God was shutting one door and got another one ready for him. Hallelujah to God. God was closing one door and was preparing another door in another place. Down in Zarephath, you know, the unique thing about Zarephath was Zarephath was down in Zidon. Zidon was where Jezebel was from. That was Jezebel's home region. And God spoke to Elijah down there by the brook Cherith. And when the water had dried up, God didn't leave him hanging out to dry. God won't leave us alone, elder. God will always give us a fresh word. God will always speak to us in the midst of our dry places. And God said, I've got a little widow woman down there that I've commanded to take care of you. Now, sometimes we read over that and we forget that God not only spoke to Elijah, but God spoke to that woman too. Now I got to looking at the story a little bit and I got to contemplating just how far was it from Cherith down to Zarephath. And I came across uh, the mileage and it was around 85 miles. As far as we can tell, he didn't have no mule. He didn't have a camel. Didn't have a donkey. Didn't have a horse. And he sure didn't have an automobile. So he had to hoof it from Cherith all the way down to Zarephath. Now in my mind, the day that God spoke to Elijah, I wonder if it was the same day that God spoke to that widow woman. I wonder if it was the same day that God talked to her and said there's a preacher coming that you're gonna have to take care of. The day that God spoke to Elijah could have been the same day that he spoke to her. We don't know. But we do know that when God spoke to Elijah, he said, I've already commanded her to take care of you. May have been that when God spoke to her, she had a little bit more to work with. You know, the faith is not tested until you get in a tight spot. Faith is really not proven until you get in a spot where you don't know how it's going to happen or where it's going to come from. Oh, I know what I'm talking about tonight. Uh, amen. Faith is not really uh, faith like it ought to be until you really step out and realize uh, that if God don't do it, it's not going to get done. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking to some faith people in this house tonight. Everybody may not know what I'm talking about, but I know there's some folks in here know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't know how it's gonna happen. You don't know how you're gonna pay that bill. You don't know how it's gonna happen or come through. You just know what God said to do. 
And so Elijah starts hoofing it. He starts walking towards Zarephath. Now, that little widow woman is down there. And the day that God speaks to her, she probably went inside to do inventory. Can y'all hang with me just a few more minutes here tonight? Amen. She probably went inside to do inventory. It looks like I got enough here to, to take care of three people right now. So that guy better hurry up and get here. Because uh, in case you ain't noticed, we're in a drought. It ain't looking too good, God. Amen. And you asking me to take care of somebody else. I mean, it's me and my son and my husband's dead and gone. And, and uh, it, it's just a bad situation. And, and there's death all around them. There's a very real possibility that the husband died as a result of this drought, of, of the dearth that was in the land. We don't know what happened to him. But she is alone, just she and her child. And uh, this woman, this woman, she is going about her business, her day-to-day business. Uh, and God's letting her know you've got a guest on the way. I, I, I just feel like telling somebody here tonight uh, that, that God's got a guest that's on the way. Uh, God's got a blessing that's on the way. Uh, and, and, and it may not look like a blessing at first, uh, but God's got something up his sleeve. Uh, God's got a way that you don't know about. Uh, God's got a door that you don't know about. Uh, God's got provision. God's got provision that you don't know anything about here tonight. Come on, let's give God praise for just a second. God's about to make a way where there wasn't no way. Elijah, it looks like God's shutting the blessing off, but really God's got something better in store. You've been camping out under the stars, but God's gonna give you a house to live in with a bed and a pillar and something. It's gonna be better than camping out by Cherith. It's gonna be better than a dirty bird bringing food to you. I've got blessing and provision. You don't know anything about Elijah. So, he's making his way down there. This woman's got the news. Somebody's coming. They ain't never met him, but somebody's coming. Don't know what he looks like, but somebody's coming. Hey Amen. She didn't have Facebook. She couldn't look his account up. She didn't have no Twitter or whatever they call it now. Hey Amen. She didn't have none of that. She just knew a man of God's coming. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you tonight, amen, always, always keep the man of God in proper perspective in your life. Don't let anybody, boy, I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. It's not in my notes, but I just feel a little nudge right now. Don't you let anybody or anything turn you against your pastor and pastor's wife. Always, always hold them in a state of esteem in your life and watch God bless you. Watch God bless you. 
Amen. And you may not always understand what they do either. Boy, I don't know why I'm on this right now. You may not always understand why they do some of the things they do. But, but trust your man of God. Trust your leadership. And watch what God will do for your family. If God can do this. What can God do in your individual lives if you'll just commit yourself to the man of God in your life? Oh, come on, that was free right there, but that's good preaching. That's good preaching right there. That's apostolic preaching right there. Come on, let's give God praise for just a second. Come on, if you got something in your crawl tonight, you ought to dig it out and say, I'm not letting anything or anybody come between me and my pastor and my church. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of the Lord came to him. He said, get on down there to Zarephath. There's a widow going to take care of you. Now, Elijah shows up. And the day that Elijah shows up, she has got down to the bottom of the barrel. Where'd them offering pots go y'all had out a while ago? Amen. Consolidate one of them and, and let, let me have one of those. Amen. That's going to be my barrel here for just a second. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, good brother. She... She went in that house and she got up that morning, really. She, she looked in that thing and she saw there's just not, it's not much left. You know, b- bottom of the barrel come from, from many years ago when they stored things in big wooden barrels and they, they would literally, things were so precious. You couldn't just run to Walmart and pick more of it up. It, once it was gone, it was gone. And they, they would scrape, they'd scrape the bottom of that barrel, leaving indentions sometimes, just trying to get everything they could out of that barrel. And she knew they was just just enough. She'd made enough cakes. She'd made enough bread. She knew there's just enough in here to take care of me and my boy. And it looked real bleak for her. It looked real bad for her. And she, she's pretty well down in her spirit. Has anybody ever been down before? You know, we don't like to admit that in Pentecost because we're afraid of what people think about us. We've almost created a culture in Pentecost that says to lie to folks and tell them everything's all right when it's not all right. I'm just going to tell you tonight, I don't think we ought to be sucking our thumb all the time, but I'm going to tell you tonight, it's not the will of God for you to be depressed. It's not the, listen to me, it's not the will of God for you to be on antidepressants. It's not God's will for God's people to be so down that they can't look up to see Bob. I'm telling you tonight, you're going to get in situations where you feel down, where you feel depressed, where you feel like there's no hope, but you got to shake yourself and realize I might be at the bottom of the barrel but things are going to change she still had a word from God elder the Lord said a preacher's going to come and you're going to take care of him how am I going to take care of him with this I'm at the bottom of the barrel And that's what I want to preach about here tonight is the miracle is not in a full barrel. A miracle is at the bottom of the barrel. 
the miracle is at the bottom of the barrel. It's not when everything's going good. It's not when everything's perfect. It's not when it... It's not when everything's going the way you want it to go. The miracle is at the bottom of the barrel when you don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know how it's going to change. That's where God does his work. She had a word from God. God said, I'm going to send the man of God and you're going to take care of him. That ought to let her know there's going to be a blessing enough. It's going to take care of you. It's going to take care of your child and the man of God. Everything's going to be all right. You ought to look at somebody and tell them everything's going to be all right. It don't matter who the president is. It don't matter what the economy's doing. God's going to take care of us. Even at the bottom of the barrel. She didn't understand it. We don't know if this woman was a Jew or not. Not real sure. Apparently, she feared the Lord in some way because God was able to talk to her. Hallelujah. But God talks to sinners too sometimes. Praise the Lord. And uh, we don't know what her pedigree was as far as religion is concerned. We just know that God said you take care of him when he shows up. This woman, she doesn't realize it. But, but what has looked like a complete impossibility in her life is setting her up for one of the greatest miracles she's ever witnessed in her life. I, I, I just, I just want to remind us here tonight, amen, that God has ways that we don't know about. And God's got blessings that we don't know about. Amen. We went through uh, something... And I, I'm, not, I'm not going to elaborate here right now. But we went through a circumstance and the man of God told us, he said, you'll never miss it. You'll never miss it. Amen. And uh, I'm telling you, it's come to pass exactly the way that man of God told me. Amen. We've never missed what it was that he made reference to. And at, at, the, at the very front end of what was happening, we were not sure how things were going to be, amen. But, but right out the chute, amen, we went to the mailbox one day and there was a check, amen, a very substantial check that was there, amen. The very, I would dare say, about the first month of the trial that we were enduring, amen. And it was almost like the Lord said, you might feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel, but I got provision you don't know anything about. And I got ways you don't know anything about. If you'll just trust me, I'll come through every time. I'm here tonight to tell somebody that came in here feeling like you're at the bottom. God's about to show you what he can do. If you'll just trust him, if you'll obey him, if you'll look to him. 
Now you can sit there if you want to, but God's got a blessing. God's got a way. God's got a door. Oh my God. Elijah shows up. I'm a lot closer to being done what you think. Amen. Elijah shows up and she's out there in the yard picking up sticks. She's picked up two sticks. That don't sound like a whole lot of faith. She's got two sticks, just enough to stoke the stove, enough to bake the bread. And I can see that little woman as she's hunched over picking up another limb when she hears, hello. And as soon as she hears the male voice, she knows he's here. He's here. Oh, joy, he's here. And here I am at the bottom of my barrel. Ilamo koshataya. Somebody in this house needs to get a hold of this. Somebody's struggling in their spirit, struggling in their faith tonight. And the Holy Ghost is sending you a word to let you know it's going to be all right. It's going to turn around. It might look bleak right now. It might just look like a couple sticks. It might look like the bottom of the barrel. But it's about to get better. It's about to get better. Somebody ought to shout because it's about to get better. Somebody ought to praise God because it's about to get better. Hey, 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 hey. It's about to turn around. The season's about to change. The way's about to be made. My, my, my. He says, could you spare some water? Yeah, I can handle the water. She goes to get that water. While she's walking to get the water, he says, oh, yeah. Could you, uh, could you spare a little bite to eat? Oh, Lord. Mama Bear is thinking, Oh, please don't do that to me. Please don't do that to me. And she turns around and she says, as the Lord liveth, praise God. As the Lord liveth. That lets me know a little bit about her fear of the Lord because she's making reference to him. She lived down in Zidon. She, she had some background probably in heathenism, but somebody got a hold of her somewhere and said, you need to fear the Lord. She said, as the Lord liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal. Brother Elijah, I'm at the bottom of the barrel, son. If you'd have got here a little sooner, I could have made you something to eat and I wouldn't have felt quite so bad about it. But God's let me get in a position that I'm not very comfortable right now. He come my shataya. There's some of you uncomfortable tonight. Some of you unhappy tonight. And you're thinking, where is God at? But I want to tell you, God's still on the throne. God's the one that you get in the shape you're in. God's the one let it happen. You don't need to fear. You don't need to dread. You just need to trust and obey. 
Somebody better hear this preacher tonight. You just need to trust and obey. Mm. She said, I've got these two sticks. I'm going to make a couple cakes. Me and my son's going to eat, and we're going to die. In case you hadn't noticed, it's pretty bad around here. Elijah does not miss a beat. Elijah, the man of faith, speaks to her. And I'm so glad he spoke to her the way he did. Let's me know it's all right to get afraid sometimes. He said, fear not. That let me know that this woman had a fear in her heart. I just want to address fear tonight. Amen. God has not given you that spirit. Don't you go to bed with that another night. Amen. Realize that God's going to see you through. God's going to make a way. Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said but make me thereof a little cake first. You take care of God's business and God's gonna take care of your business. I'm gonna say that again for somebody tonight that maybe you're struggling with your giving, maybe you're struggling with your tithing. Amen, if you will take care of God's business. Amen, don't wait till all the bills are paid and see if you can afford to pay your tithe. Write that tithe check first and watch God take that other 90% and watch God stretch it out. You ought to try it for the next 30 days and seek see what God will do. Try it out, brother. Try it out, sister. He said, make me a cake first. Them first fruits. Make me a cake first. And then for you and your son. You know, God was speaking to her through that, even though it sounded like the preacher was being selfish. Really, God was testing her spirit to see if she would go through in faith and trust in the word that she had already received from God. You know, sometimes we're looking for a new word from God and we ain't done nothing with the first one we got. God said, take care of the preacher when he gets there. And then God confirmed the word through the mouth of the very preacher when he said, make me a cake first. And then there'll be enough for you and your boy too. Now there's not enough for three people in that barrel. What are you talking about? Just... Trust God. Trust God. You know, I'm glad the Lord didn't ask us to figure it out. God just said, obey. The Lord's going to ask. The Lord's going to ask you to do some things sometimes uh, that are hard uh, and you don't know how it's going to work out and you don't know how it's going to turn out. But if you'll quit trying to figure it out and just obey, watch God blow your mind. Watch God work it out. Watch God work the miraculous. Oh, I wish somebody would hear me on this Wednesday night. I know you're tired. I know you're wore out. I know you got to hit it again tomorrow. But there's a blessing. There's a miracle. There's a way about to be made. Somebody needs to get a hold of it. 
<laughs> so he gives her a preview. He says, I'm going to let you in on the secret. I'm going to let you in on it. The barrel, you might be at the bottom of it. But what's in the bottom of that barrel? It's not going to run out. It's not going to run out. And the cruise of oil is not going to go empty. I'm going to make sure that there's enough to take care of your need. Now, he tells her, that one, one translation renders it this way. It says the jar of flour will never be empty and the jug will always have oil in it. Somebody tonight needs to take that home with you. And when the devil hits you between the eyes in the morning, you just tell him the barrel's not going to run out of flour. It's not going to be empty. Uh, and the jar's always going to have oil in it. Uh, you go ahead and be quiet, Mr. Devil. God's going to see me through. Uh, God's going to see me through. Hallelujah. So she goes in the house. She goes over to that barrel. She walks up to it. Maybe, maybe she had a little faith generated from the preaching she just got. And on her way to the end of the house, maybe she's thinking, when I walk in there, there's just going to be flour all over the floor. When she walks in there, she sees that thing from a distance. She's probably thinking, uh-oh. And she walks over there, and she's getting closer and closer, and she sees the same little meager amount in the bottom. Now, the preacher said it's not going to run out, but it still looks like I'm supposed to scrape the bottom of the barrel. But I'm going to obey anyway. I'm going to do what God said to do anyhow. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm preaching to this church tonight. Amen. The Lord didn't ask you to figure it out. The Lord didn't ask you to psychoanalyze it and get on Google and try to find a solution. He didn't ask you to do all that. God just said, trust me when the chips are down. Trust me when everything looks bad. Trust me when everything looks like it's going south. Trust me. I believe, this is what I believe. I believe she took what she was gonna make two cakes with and I believe she emptied it for the preacher. I really do. I believe she scooped it all out of there and she made a cake. And when she turned her back to the barrel, while she had her back turned and she was mixing that oil up and she was mixing that flour up, God put some more in there. And when she took the cake to the preacher and she gave it to him, he said, now go in there and cook for you and your son. Preacher, I used the last bit for you. Go in there and fix another one. And when she walked back in, it wasn't just heaps upon heaps. She walks back in, she looks in that barrel and it looks like the bottom of the barrel again but there's enough in there. I'm not talking about a just enough deal. I'm talking about an endless supply but it's at the bottom of the barrel. 
My Lord, I hope y'all can follow what I'm saying here tonight. It may not look like uh, there's a superabundance, uh, but it's not going to run out. Uh, it's not it's not going to dry up. God's going to make sure there's always something. God's going to make sure that there's something always there. Oh, somebody ought to get a hold of that. I feel a surge of the Holy Ghost here tonight. Somebody ought to get a hold of that and say, that's my miracle. That's my blessing. That preacher's talking about Hey! It was at her point of being made uncomfortable that God was going to work one of his mightiest miracles in her life. And you're looking at a bottom of the barrel situation tonight, some of you. And you're wondering... How could it possibly get better from here? But God is sending you a word tonight to let you know that the miracle is right in front of your face. And God's going to take what you got and he's going to bless it and he's going to multiply. He's going to multiply it and he's going to show the devil and he's going to show the naysayers and the ones that scoffed and mocked and made fun of you. He's going to show them what he can do with a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil. Come on, somebody. Grab a hold of the word tonight. Grab a hold of the spirit tonight and see what God will do. I would to God somebody get in that aisle. I would to God somebody would reach out. I would tonight that somebody would obey what God has said for you to do. My, 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 my. Come on, we need to push for just a second. There's a miracle at the bottom of your barrel, brother. There's a miracle at the bottom of the barrel, sister. Uh, there's a way about to be made uh, that you didn't know was possible. Uh, hey, there's a door uh, about to be open. <laughs> come on, somebody come get to the music. What are you facing? What are you going through? Uh, what are you dealing with? It looks like the bottom of the barrel. It looks like the bottom of the barrel. But that's where your miracle's at tonight. That's where your blessing's at tonight. Somebody's getting a hold of this right now. The devil's telling you to be quiet. You don't have anything to worship God about. You don't have anything to praise God about. You don't have, you're, don't try preaching. No, what you're dealing with, what you're going through, you don't have anything to shout about. You don't have anything to get excited about. But the word of the Lord said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Faith in the word is all God needs tonight out of you. Faith.
and obedience. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the oil and I'm going to take the bread and I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my part. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to live in dread. But I'm going to realize that at the bottom of the barrel is where God's going to work a miracle for my family. It's where God's going to work a miracle for my kids. It's where God's about... It's where God's about to work a miracle for this church. I don't know tonight what everybody in this house is facing. But this tonight, for just a moment, may not be everybody in the room tonight. I'm not not trying to cause pandemonium. But I'm telling you, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. You ought to get this barrel tonight maybe we can get something else maybe maybe we got another another container or two around here amen we just sit them up here around this front amen and you get a hold of this thing tonight amen i know this is a garbage can but we're gonna use it for just a second amen you ought to get a hold of this tonight oh i look silly brother holland she probably felt silly scraping the bottom of that barrel She probably felt silly uh, scraping the bottom of that barrel. Uh, But I'm going to tell you something. When she looked out the door and other folks were still starving, but her and her family were still eating, uh, she didn't feel stupid anymore. Uh, I'm telling somebody, there's a door about to blow open for you. Uh, There's a... There's a miracle about to take place for you. You just got to get a hold of it tonight and claim it. My miracle's at the bottom of the barrel. Come on, somebody make a move tonight. Somebody grab a hold of the barrel. Somebody grab a hold of it and say, this is my miracle. This is my testimony. I'm believing God to do it.